Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. That was a old um what's his name? Um fucking damn it, I can't think of his name. Comedian. He does the does the radio show. Um he used to he built his career off of just making fun of people in the audience. Um one of the kings of comedy. Um Joe Hewley? Yes, there we go. Yeah, I was talking about somebody um black uh hiding hiding in the alley to beat somebody up and then a witness was like it was the night the night (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before we get started brandon did you did you watch forrest gump no you told me to watch forrest gump when we review it not over the weekend. No, you said you were going to watch Forrest Gump and get back to us. I didn't tell you to watch it before. Yeah, when we do it on hindsight. You said, you said, and I quote, I'm going to have to watch Forrest Gump. And we were like, all right. I'm not watching that in my precious time. Hindsight. But the funniest thing happened. I need to be paid for that. The funniest thing happened when we were talking about Forrest Gump and I was talking about the situation with my ex-wife and crying over Jenny. Um, I was talking to her the next day and she told me that she that she had watched Forrest Gump the day we were talking about it. And she told us I'm crying about Jenny as again. And, and that was unprovoked. Like I that that conversation, like I didn't. I didn't tell her that we had a conversation about it. She just told me that just randomly. And I was like, yo, we I would I just talked about this shit yesterday. Nigga. First of all, first of all, welcome to another one. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. I just want to start this uh episode off. I never do this, but I want to start this episode off with a quote. I got a side mom, so my side bitches could think they met my mother. Wow. 
right? I got a side mom <laughs> for my side bitches. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. How do you get a side mom? You know, the homie's mom. Everybody got that mom. You know, the the, the neighborhood mom. Your friend's mom that you would always guard her. You called her Miss Jolene or whatever her name was. And, mm-hmm. you know, she fixed you dinner without even thinking about it. And um, you can stay tonight without even really asking too many questions. Like, that was a family where when you wanted to stay tonight, you had to ask a million questions. But with that one friend, it was just like, hey. Hey, it was like nodding your head for an alley-oop and shit. You just nodded your head, and they knew that it was all good for you to stay the night. That's a side mom. So Brandon's aunt, because his his best friend is his uh, cousin, that's his side mom. Scar, your side mom is... I don't I don't know. I don't do no side moms. I don't, I don't know who your side mom would be. I mean, I, mean, I got my Second quote. Second thing I just want to make a note of, and this is going to be like, this episode was cool, but okay. Um, if I got on my wife's phone and texted my wife's ex-boyfriend from fucking high school. It didn't show up with a gun? <laughs> it didn't show up with a weapon. <laughs> you, a, you, you a dumb nigga, yo. And know that he slangs. And then I tell him in the midst of our conversation, I might be a bitch, but I'm Allison's bitch. You de- he deserved to get beat up. Yeah, he caught the beats. Like, like that nigga punched Jason, and Jason was like, Did you just girl slap me? Yeah, and then Jason Jason hit this nigga so hard that when he was laying there, Jason looked down and was like, oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> I think I might have killed this nigga. <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> Man. So, Brandon, how you doing today? I'm cool. Really? Just cool? Why? What happened? Cool. Okay, wink at the screen if you're all right. That's just sounds cool. I know, but usually you're like, I'm great, or I'm fantastic, or I'm splendid, or wonderful. wonderful, or I never really heard you say I'm cool, and I never heard you say it with your black voice. I have Nigga, the same voice every time. It is not the same voice. You say stuff with a very, very energized voice, and for you to be like, I'm cool. I'm like, damn, that's a slept on the couch voice. That's a, I got fired because a white person said I called them a nigger voice. That's a, uh, somebody cut in front of me in line at the grocery store and then had like six carts worth of shit in the 15 items or less line. Nobody called them on it. Oh, I call people on that shit. Oh, and, my nigga. That's how I know and, I'm and, old. And pay with a check. And pay with a check. And and had to pull out forms of ID, but left their wallet at home. So they had to call somebody. I call people out now on, on having 16 items in a 15-item line. I'm that dude now. If I'm in a rush, I'm like, mm, 
Because mm, it's usually they, it. they completely did away with those numbers. Like when we go like Walmart and shit like that now, you know the the one the one little line that's about where the where the cigarettes and shit. The express line. It's supposed to be an express line, but they got away with the numbers. That it doesn't it doesn't put a limit on the on the items anymore. Yeah, because I mean, you try and stop somebody at Walmart, you bound to get shot. You bound to Jazam. Exactly. Scar, how you doing today? I'm good, dog. So yeah, this episode, you know what it is. yeah, I do. This episode, we got to see Felix uh, playing a a straight man. Yeah, I don't think he succeeded. You know what? No, I don't. You know what? With ninety five percent of the people, I would have said no, he didn't. But the person he was with, Crystal, which by the way, another one, she bought it. She bought it. But we've seen Crystal before. We did? Yes. When um when she got when Sarah got introduced to the casters, remember they showed her the videos of the of what she was talking about in this episode where the casters, you know, right. Making uh, making out with um uh, with Rudy in the hallway, and then she said she got in the room and there was another dude there. Yeah, there was another one. So he still yeah. works. But yeah, Delphine is uh getting a manicure from Crystal, and um, she's assessing Crystal, and Crystal is like, "You're you're a doctor," and Delphine's like, "Yes, I am." And Crystal, who does pedicures and manicures, says. I feel like what I do heals people too. Same same thing Allison said about her degree. Yeah, we laughed then. I'm going to laugh now. <laughs> She's like, um, hotel security stopped Rudy and Seth from assaulting them or abducting her. But the hotel security was actually diet officials. Um, but her monitor got killed in the process. Um. And Dr. Cody meets with Benchman at the same bar that Sarah and Helena were at the other day. And the, the owner of the bar comes over and Dr. Cody, Virginia, is like, hey, did a blonde and a brunette come through here recently? And the owner was like, I don't speak English. <laughs> She's like, yes, but you do. The fuck you do? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be that person right now. You know you speak English. Say something. Try me again. So, um, Dr. C- or Virginia informs uh, Benjamin that without the original genome, which was, again, incinerated by Paul with that grenade that only scarred up Virginia, it didn't kill her. It should have, you know, taken out everybody. I mean, I've seen what a grenade can do in a short distance. At the very okay. least, a shrapnel would have went through something in her body. Now, um, no the the thing that the thing that surprised me wasn't her; it was Rudy, because Rudy seemed like he was fine. Mm-hmm. But he ushered her out, so if it was going to hit something, it was going to hit him first. What do I do? What do I do? Stay in, stay in. That that's what I think of every time I think of Rudy. But. Uh, she's like, without the original genome, my boys will all be dead in a year and a half, two if they're lucky. And Benjamin asks her about Rudy, and, and Virginia says he's out in the field. Uh, he then tells her that he has a source inside Lita, 
which completely surprised Virginia. And she's like, hey, I, I don't think that uh, Castor and, and Lita are the only faction factions in this whole situation. And she asked Benjamin, who's actually in charge of all this. But he's like, don't don't worry about that. Just keep your boys alive. We'll take I care mean, of the rest. It seems very obvious that he probably is just the top side also. Yeah. And he so after after she finishes her manicure uh, with Crystal, uh, Delphine goes and meets with Dr. Nealon and informs him that Crystal remains clueless about what happened to her. And it's pretty much explained away her encounter with Seth and Rudy. Uh, and Dr. Nealon tells Delphine that Rachel's getting better. Delphine isn't happy about that shit. Of course, because they because t- they told Topside that she was dead. Exactly, she's a liability. Topside was told that she was killed in a plane crash. Like, if she gets better, what are we gonna do next? She can't die twice, my nigga. <laughs> like, so, man. So, Kasima and Sarah are, are talking, and and Sarah's worried about Kasima's health. But Kasima dismisses her concerns, saying, "You know, my recent health issues were totally normal. Like, yeah, okay." Every uh, clone, every woman who has had your issues, um, your medical issues at some point in every video, they just start bleeding heavily for no reason. Right. It's all normal. So, yeah, because she's the only one that we know of that, 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 that we've actually seen that's actually like, you know, just randomly started bleeding crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's also the only one who's blind, so it's a lot of things right now. Yeah, I still find that to be weird. Yeah, I feel like she's like their guinea pig. She's the only one who's super smart, and she's the only one who wears glasses, and she's the only one who bleeds out like that. And as as um, as Joe put it, uh, she is the worst actor. She is awful. She's a great actor. She's the she's the worst actor because she couldn't even be Allison for three seconds. She stepped up there immediately. She stepped up acting like Allison immediately out of her mouth was I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Supporter. Supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come like damn duh. Like you ain't even you ain't even last a few seconds as Alice. Nigga, you outing people who ain't even supposed to be outed. Like, hi, my name is Allison and I'm a lesbian. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that. Um, Sarah's still bothered, but Kasima assures her that Delphine and others are working on a cure. And um Sarah says, I can't lose another one of y'all. And Kasima reassures her that we're not you're not gonna lose anyone. And Sarah asks Kasima, is it good? Kasima's like, Yes. I'm in love again, basically. It only took like a week. It's been more than a week. I think it's been one week. And they've already Two moved weeks. in together. Two weeks. I don't think it's been very long. I don't think I think it's been like a week or so. I don't think it's been very long. Because this I mean most most of the series happens over the course of three months. Three to six months. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like this this whole series happens over three to six months. Uh, but actually, Shay- actually, nine, nine months. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See the logic there. 
I don't. Yep. I lost it. But Shay walks in, so Kasima tells Sarah to call Scott, and she hangs up the phone. Um, or hangs up Skype, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at Allison's house, although Allison is really willing, Donnie does not want Helena in the house at all. And Helena's upstairs with uh, Gemma um, getting help getting makeup done and getting dressed. Um, Felix tries to convince Donnie, saying that it's their turn to take care of her. And when well, Donnie's... See, I'm on Donnie's side with this because they, they're also... They, they also have Gracie. So... You know what I mean? Like, what we got to do with both of them? Oh, yeah, I feel you. Also, the fact that... Um, wasn't she just now like murdering people? We got kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the sisters might be, or the 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 clones might be good with it. But if I'm on the outside looking in, I'm still like, yo, weren't you just now talking about loading up guns and looking for this person, and now you just cool with it? So I got a problem with that. Yeah, I I, I can see why they would think that, but we know as the the watchers of this that she's great with kids the watchers so um you're welcome felix tells him that if they don't take helena in he'll tell everyone about their pill business and allison says so glibly just as kindly as possible now 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 we don't blackmail here felix she said, now, now, Skeeter. We ain't blackmailing nobody. He ain't hurt nobody. Basically, she just said it like in a passing, like, yeah, I've heard this before. We ain't blackmailing nobody, Felix. Cut that out. Um, She's very but, homely. Yeah, like a mother. <laughs> like, hey, put that sandwich down. We're about to eat dinner. A homely Dude. means someone look, is ugly. It it is. I think that what I was thinking was very um like motherish, maternal, matronly. Yeah. But um, why and why does why does calling someone homely means they're ugly? That's a, another question. I don't know, Scar. Why don't you look that up and let us know? No, I'm good. Okay, that's just lazy. Meanwhile, uh, after Donnie gives in, Gemma, like we said, is picking out clothes for Helena. And we see that Helena still has her eggs that were extracted from her in a nitrogen case. Um, and she tells Gemma about it because why not? These are my babies. Yeah. Gemma is like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You still let me dress you. So um, she comes downstairs dressing in Allison's clothes with makeup on. Um, and Kasima asked Shay if she knows anything about near-death experiences. Um, and Shay says she has this theory that when you have a near-death experience, you see the one thing you truly love, the love that your soul can't live without. And if it's strong enough, then it pulls you back. And that strikes a chord with Kasima since when she was about to die, the last thing she saw was Delphine. But, you know, she mad, mad right now. So she shrugs that off. Right. And... And you know what you call it? Um, Sarah saw Kira, and then for some reason she has this connection with Beth, and no, that no one can rationalize. Yeah, I mean I can't figure it out. But um, after getting off the phone with Kasima, Sarah calls Scott, 
And Scott tells her about Duncan's book and how Rachel's the only one who could translate it, but Rachel will only do it after talking with Sarah. And Scott's like, hey, we ain't tell Delphine about the book yet because Cosima doesn't trust her, but I think we should. I just think they got drama. I just think this whole lesbian love scene thing is kind of taking its toll on my whole sciencing. Yeah, this, that, but the, but the whole the whole beef between Delphine and Cosima is so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very stupid. That's all I kept thinking. Yeah, Cosima got she got all this on herself. Mm-hmm. All this could have been avoided. But I mean, nine times out of ten, all of this could be avoided. They just literally needed to create some sort of a storyline for Cosima. And so her storyline, honestly, is all hinging on the fact that she's hurt by Delphine. Yeah, but Every she's hurt by, by Delphine for no but reason. She's not, but she's not hurt by Delphine. In reality, she's hurt by herself. Exactly. But if they said that, that would literally take maybe 10 minutes of reflection to realize nothing in the story would have changed really except she wouldn't have been doing this stupid shit she still could have got with Shay she still could have been reporting back to Delphine like she's supposed to and working together yeah but then they would have she would have she wouldn't have told Scott hey we're not giving this information to Delphine is what I'm saying yeah but she could have said this is this is how you rationalize it in the story I put her on this mission. She took the mission up. I don't like the person that she became when she be- when when this started happening. So I'm going to distance myself from her. All she had to do was say that. Yeah, but Delphine hasn't changed. Nope. Delphine, no, nah, Delphine is a little is Delphine, a little... Delphine is management Delphine, but she ain't changed when it came to Casima. Correct. He's still but looking she, at Casima like, oh, why are you tripping? But she could, but she could, but but she can say, I don't like how she's managing this situation. Like, yes, I put her on this, but I think she's taking this shit in the wrong way. But I'm in the like- story, all Delphine has done has been like, hey, let me know if something's wrong with you so we can get these tested, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hasn't and- done nothing in the, sto- in, in the story. She hasn't done anything to make Kasima act like that. Right. Kasima's and- just salty. She, and, and well, I'll say Delphine has done some things after like when she when she gave them when she turned into the fucking manager when she was like why the fuck you ain't tell me that sarah was gone i could have fucking dealt with this shit and like while you was around sneaking and shit doing shit on the fucking computers dr neilan ain't fucking stupid so we noticed that there's similarities between these two fucking things right here like you know what I mean? she but, turned but i mean that but that was still I mean, it, even in that way, she was still doing what she could to help them. And even in that way, it's reactionary to how Kasima's treating her. Correct. So, again, if Kasima didn't do any of this, the whole tone, the whole frame of this business partnership changes. She makes no sense. But No. Yeah, like I said, we just... You know, got to make up a story like the white dude who showed up in Oz and was like, Saeed laughed at his water bottle. So he <laughs> murdered him. Right. The fuck, Bob? Like, 
<sighs> so, um, Sarah disagrees uh, about telling Delphine, pointing out that if they tell Delphine, she may tell Topside, who could then restart human cloning once they decipher the book. Which, you know, oh, okay. Topside's a new villain, the unknown. Um, in Rachel's room, Delphine notes that Rachel is getting better, which makes her more of a threat. And so after Delphine leaves, Sarah, along with Felix and Miss S, video calls Scott, who is also in Rachel's room. And Rachel demands that she will decipher the book. And in return, she wants a quiet life in Taiwan. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of here and I'll decode it. I'll, I'll decode, decode it. My book. My mm-hmm. book. She kept saying, my book. My you dad gave me that book, making it my book. And Miss S, like, he gave us the book because he couldn't trust your ass. Nope. My book, Miss S. It's mine. It's her book. Favorite, favorite, favorite prayer. Favorite poem in the whole wide world is the prayer of the selfish child. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I don't know what that was, but they sound good. I have a teenager. I'm not worried about it. I don't don't have four-year-olds anymore. So since my youngest is like 14, if something drops and it's a pot, I figure he can handle it. If he needs help, he'll come back here and tell me like three days from now when I walk in and notice it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like a teenager. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my toys will break so the other kids can't play with them. Amen. My book. That's how Rachel sounded with my book. I'm the only one who can read it. That's my book. And so Sarah uh, agrees to steal Crystal's ID for her. Um, But she wants Rachel to know, she wants Rachel to show that she can indeed translate the book. And Rachel proves it to him uh, by decoding the page that Scott gave her. And it says, in London town, we all fell down and Castor woke from slumber. Miss S doesn't want to trust Rachel. And she also states that if they gave Rachel back, are out, it'll destroy their alliance with Delphine, the only thing protecting them from topside. Uh, but Sarah's like, we have to do it to cure Cosima. And, and so, Felix, go get Crystal's identity. And Cosima, which felt like a victory lap, in my opinion, decided to take Shay with her to the lab at Dyad. This was a bad decision. Right? It just seemed petty. Like, you knew Delphine was going to be there. What what, what do you think was going to happen? Plus, we can't trust Shay like that. I don't care until you show me otherwise. I don't trust Shay. So she takes Shay to the lab at Dyad, and somehow Shay, who's looking through all the board games, is like, oh, you play this game? Oh, you play this game? All of a sudden, oh, I love this book, and starts thumbing through Duncan's book, The Island of Dr. Moreau. And a panicked Cosima, like you did not play this off well at all. It's like Scott doesn't like people touching his stuff, even though Scott was just now laughing with Shay about, you know, how they play uh, RPGs and it's a real sausage fest. Scott doesn't like people touching his stuff and snatched up the book and stuffed it in a Scott's bag like Shay didn't notice. But Delphine walks into the lab and asks Shay and Scott to get the fuck out because she has some really bad news for Cosima. Back at Bubbles, 
you know, the, the, the soap shop that, that Mr. Chubbs and, and Allison own. Helena stashed the cylinder with her eggs behind one of the storage shelves before helping Donnie with making soap. Um, as Helena helps Donnie, it feels like she's flirting with it because she's like, hey, you strong like baby ox. I like that. Shout out, to, shout out to the fact that now this time when I'm when I'm watching it, this is after I learned how to make soap and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh wow, it's hot processed soap. I learned I learned what they were doing. Oh, was it because of this show? No. It was and, you just know, because I, you're an artistic person. No, it's because I, I learned how to make candles and I, I really want to make soap and I just can't afford all of the stuff that I need for it right now. Um, so I looked up, uh, most people do cold process, but um, I looked up some hot process videos too. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, as uh, Donnie's coming around to have Helena with him, he leaves her to confront Allison. He leaves her to go and confront Allison about Jason kissing her. And Allison's like, he didn't even kiss me. He kissed Kasima. God. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very convincing. She's the it was worst. Not, it was not at all. It, it was Kasima, not me. He didn't even kiss me. But later on, he kisses her. Um, and it's clear that, you know, although she said it's fine, she'll talk to Jason about it. And Donnie doesn't trust Allison at this point in time. Which Nor should he. She's not, she's not presenting as someone who's trustworthy. Not at all. <laughs> it was Kasima's lips, not my lips, puckered, <laughs> turned up a little bit, mouth open just agape. But I respect Donnie. Because, you know, Donnie, Donnie gave her a chance, and then he handled it his way. Well, he thought he was handling it his way. But he let her try to handle it first. <sighs> yeah, she's fucking up. Uh, meanwhile, Gracie arrives uh, for her first day of work at Bubbles, and she meets with Helena and apologizes to her for losing her, the baby, which was sad. But Helena forgives her, and she's like, will you be my unborn baby's aunt? And then they hug, which was nice. And Sarah takes Felix to the salon the Crystal works at to steal her wallet. And she's like, I need you to get names and her ID. Nigga, don't leave without them. So he goes in there with an American accent and pretend to be a straight flirty guy. Okay, good luck with that. Meanwhile, Scott arrives home to find Rudy at his apartment. And Rudy has his hands on Scott's cat, which he says has cat asthma. Who the fuck knows? I mean, people people who all animals are 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 odd to me. Like, okay, fine. My, my, my dog has fucking asthma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if my dog get asthma, guess what? We going to the park. <laughs> we ain't going to the park. We going on a drive. Now, we go, we going to the park, and then I'm going to leave your ass at the park. No, park's too close to my house. And besides, I like my dog. But if my dog had something that was inoperable like if they got asthma okay that means they just can't run that far but if they got something bad that's going on 
I've already put down a dog who couldn't walk, and that was one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah, see, I don't have connection with animals like that. Like, I just don't. Honestly, I don't think I could do it twice. My last dog, Bruno, had um, cancer, lymphoma. Damn. And we had him on on, um, radiation, I mean, chemo for a while, and it lasted. He lived probably another eight months. And then one night it was just really bad. And I just felt so bad. And, I, and Brandy couldn't come in. It was in the middle of the night. And we had to go to a 24-hour vet. Mm-hmm. It was the saddest thing. Yeah, I was heartbroken. Yeah, Everybody um, else left Dan, out. Dan Lebatard tells a story about um, being recognized in the middle of the night when he's taking his dog to a 24-hour vet. And his dog is dying. Uh, like it's really on his last legs and he's in the car and he's crying and all of this kind of stuff. He stops at a light and the guy's like, Dan Levitard? <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, you really expect me to try to put on like for you right now at the sit- sitting at the fucking light? Now, granted, he was in a fucking convertible with the fucking top down at two o'clock in the morning. So like, that's, a you know, but yeah, he said he's holding, he said his dog is in his lap and he is crying because his dog is about, is, is, I mean, you know, his dog was sick for a while. Um, and then, yeah. And then being recognized in that moment was like the worst feeling. Yeah. Just, just as bad as like, you know, like, like someone, someone, someone recognizes you on the street in one of your worst moments. That's got to suck. Yeah. I mean, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I know that you've been through situations of your own regarding family that are heartbreaking. So I'm not even going to try and like do any comparisons. Right. right. But, I'm not. I'm, but I don't. I, yeah. I don't have that thing in me where I see animals as family. You know, I've noticed that a lot of folks don't. I think more people do though. I think most people. I think most people do. I think the majority of people do. I'm the odd one. No, because I know other people who are like that. Most people actually go too far with animals. But yeah, most people putting them in buggies and shit. Give me a buggy. Like pushing them around a stroller and shit. I mean. I wouldn't push my dog around the stroller, but if my dog had surgery and couldn't walk, I'd push push him in a, push her in a stroller. If your dog had surgery and couldn't walk, where the fuck are you taking the dog? Where you the need dog a gotta stroller. go piss and shit. It's not about to piss and shit in my fucking house just because they had surgery. But you need a you need a stroller for that. Well, it depends on where you live. You live in the city. It ain't like you got a backyard where I can just go out back. Man, you better go get you some pads. I used to live in D.C. We ain't had no fucking backyard. I had to go down the fucking elevator and walk to the damn dog park whenever I wanted to take the dog out. I got a backyard. I do, too. And I hate I hate when the guy got to cut it because that is fucking expensive. Then you don't, cut the damn you cut it? I... Do not want to. I don't have any place to put an actual lawnmower 
Um, so in our office, how you got a yard but no place to put a lawnmower? Um, I live in a duplex, and there's a really pretty large yard um, that my neighbor and I share. Neither one of us do anything in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, we have to, uh, yeah, every couple of weeks, my man's come to cut the grass and it's, it's, it's $60 between the two of us. So I got paid every two weeks, every two weeks. But, but I mean, you know, I pay half of that, of course, because there's no separation. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's, that's $30 not, a month. No, 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 no. Every two weeks. This is every two weeks. This is not $30 a month. This is depending on which week it falls on. It's 60 or $90 a month. <laughs> like, <laughs> depending on how this works. Um, so yeah, no. And like, it's not like I do anything in the yard for me to even give a shit about this shit being cut. Right. Uh, you want to, cause then you're going to have bugs and uh, you don't want all that shit when it gets I mean, high. I already got fucking ants and shit. I don't know. I like cutting the grass. It's cathartic for me. It is. I put on some headphones and I go out there. When I, when I was younger, I wanted the. Days. When I was younger, I wanted the the drivable lawnmower. But we've had, oh yeah, we've had the we had this conversation before. Um, yard work is my second least favorite thing to do around the house. First you wanted the tractor, Rashad. You wanted the tractor. Yes. No. You know. I. You know what I would do if I had money like that. Yo, they got lawnmowers that are like the fucking um, the iRobots. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And you just motherfucking turn that bitch on and just let it do his work. <laughs> like, I did play <laughs> fucking shit. I ain't doing nothing. It ain't that expensive. I mean, it's, it's way expensive for somebody like me. No, it's not. I wouldn't get it anyway. I mean, Randy I wants but... to get one of those vacuum robots. I refuse to do it. No, now that those are we really have, cheap. We have one at work. My my boss bought one. He has he has the same model at home. He loves it. Yeah, those things are stupid cheap. So, um. Crystal admits she feels like she's missing something big while uh, Felix is flirting with her because uh, she starts telling him all about the encounter with the caster clones. Um, and she's like, she's not too smart, but she knows what love Lawn is. Sarah's actually kind of hot, too. So Helena's hot? No, not that blonde Sarah. Yeah, the, the blonde, blonde Sarah with the with the makeup and the... And the push-up bra. Yeah. Pretty much so. Yeah. She's way more attractive than she is as she Hulk. Nigga. Wrong Sarah. There's nothing wrong with She Hulk. Yep. I, I hope they clean that CG up because that shit looks horrible. Yeah, they, uh, me too. Me too. But if they don't, it shouldn't take away from the acting. Yeah, I mean, I figured that they, you know, they got a little bit more time to get it done. Shit's not premiering until the end of the year, I think. So, but you know, you know, they had they had her cousin in there, but his CG his CG shit is already made, so they ain't really got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, just use the CG shit we we use for the movies. We good. 
All the clones are Sarah's. All the girl clones are Sarah's, and all the boy clones are Mark. Yeah, the Mark face boys. Yeah. And so she tells Felix that although she may not be too smart, she's not an idiot either. And she knows something's going on. And Felix is sympathizing with her, but Sarah's in his ear like, shut the fuck up, Felix. Don't say shit. But I have, don't say shit. That big ass Bluetooth in his ear. Don't say shit. And so she tells him, you know what? Don't drag him. Don't drag her into this whole mess. Just go take care of your business. So he makes up an excuse and heads to the back room and steals her wallet. And along with her wallet, he finds a small notebook with notes that she has taken about her running with Seth and Rudy and realizes that Crystal's been investigating what happened to her. And so he comes back out and he puts up a lame excuse about why he's about to leave when Crystal starts crying. Um, and she's certain that her oversharing is driving him away. And Felix, after this happens, lets go of his American accent and tells Crystal that she's one of a kind and a survivor, which flatters her. And she and, and he runs oh. off. She's a survivor. Oh, oh. At Dyad Delphine informs Kasim that the European team has been able to de- has been unable to devise a gene therapy for her disease, and another clone from Poland has also succumbed to the disease. And Delphine's like, "Yo, the ship from Kira worked, fam. What are we doing?" And Kasim was like, "No, I'm not taking any more teeth from that little girl." Makes sense. The little girl didn't mind. Only reason her why teeth falling out no, anyway. The no, fuck not, you the, do not, them? not the teeth. Remember, they they the, now they want to get they want to get back at that bone marrow because remember they had to wait before they could do it again. She did not mind. She gone. She long gone now. Yeah, she she's off the show basically for now. She she in another country, but she did not mind. Uh, but um, Scott calls Delphine and tells her everything about the book at that time. Because Scott, I don't know what's going on with that dude. Why did he call Delphine? Exactly. Instead of calling Kasima. I don't exactly. understand that part at all. And then he's and then when they when they show up, he's like, you know, I'm 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 sorry, but I you know I felt the need to call her. It's like, why the fuck didn't you call me first? Exactly. Well, because you, you know you you my nigga. Like, why why are you gonna call her? We supposed we not we not on her team right now. We it's us, not her. Me and you, shit, nigga, stay in line. Um, not me. But Allison meets with Jason and tries to tell him that if she if he thinks there's something between them, he's wrong. But Jason kisses her instead. And she literally kissed that nigga back. Like she put her yeah, arms around him. Arms around him, everything. Everything. And then she pulls away and reiterates, I'm married. And that angers Jason because you're hot and you're cold. So he walks away. Uh, and Delphine and Kasima show up at Scott's place. And Delphine is infuriated at Scott and Kasima for keeping the book a secret for so long. And she asks him if they made a copy of the book. And, Del- and Kasima's like, no. We didn't do that because we didn't think it would be safe to. And Scott also tells Delphine that Rachel's the only one who could read the book. 
And Delphine's like, why do we keep coming back to this motherfucker? Like, why is she all of a sudden the most important person in the world? Fuck this nigga. One of Scott's gaming friends then shows up at Miss S's and hands him a packet, which turns out to be a copy of Duncan's book because everybody's lying to Delphine. Sarah, Miss S, and Felix join in with Kasima on the phone, and Kasima tells them that she'll distract Delphine while Rachel is snuck out of, out of Dyad and brought to Miss S's house. But an angry, so an angry Delphine is meeting with Rachel and Scott in Rachel's room. And after Delphine finds out that Scott and Kasima show Rachel a page of the book mentioning Castor, she's convinced that Rachel was the one to sell them out to Castor since she has nothing to lose. But Scott rebuts this. Rachel doesn't even have access to the Internet to communicate with anyone. And Delphine at that moment gets called by Kasima and departs, leaving Scott and Rachel alone. With help from a friend, I think his name was Mr. Wizard, I don't, I don't bloody know. But with help from a friend disguised as, as a security guard, Rachel and Scott escape while Kasima distracts Delphine by offering up her resignation. Donnie does what? Uh, oh, his name is Hell Wizard. He's Hell Wizard. Okay, Hell Wizard. I knew it was something wizard. Uh, Donnie goes through Allison's phone and texts Jason to tell him to meet her in the storage room, the, the stock room. We've been here before. And Jason comes in and it's dark in the room and he's like, huh, just how I drew it. And he's thinking Allison wants to meet him, but finds Donnie there instead. And he's like, yo, what up? Mr. Takes Allison's last name. Where's Allison at? And he was like, you came to meet my wife knowing that she's married. And Jason's like, are we going to talk, fuck, or fight? Like, what exactly are we doing here? And Donnie's like, I just want you to understand that I might be a bitch, but I'm Allison's bitch. And Jason's like, is that supposed to, like, that's the that's the closest thing I've ever heard to you can have sex with him all the time, but I got his ring on my finger and he's coming home to me at night. In terms of you, you're not thinking this out well. That's a he's mine situation. Mm -hmm. Which is also a horrible song. Brandon, tell me you know he's mine. The boy is mine? No, not the boy is mine. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. (laughs) That sounds like a Lil' Kim song. No, because Lil' Kim would have been on the other side of that. Like, he's yours. But I'm a fuck him. What you gonna do about it, whore? Oh yeah, she would be on the, she would be on the other side. That's correct. Because there's a point where little Kim at the end of one of her songs, which is my favorite song that she made, uh, no matter what. I think that's the name of the song. No matter what people say of me, uh, there's a skit where a woman calls her and says, Hello, is this Kim? And Kim's like, Yeah. And the one was like, I found your number in my man's pocket. And Kim was like, shit, give it to him then, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Going through niggas' phones and shit. I wonder why he hadn't called me yet. <laughs> Has like anybody's something. voice changed more from their real voice to their rap voice than her? Michelle A. Yes. Michelle A is the is the number queen. one. Is the queen. Because Michelle A talks like this and she sings like this. Like, it's weird. It's so fucking weird. Some people say I'm nice. Some people say I'm nasty. But if you really want. Oh, she's got a song where she talks in the song and then sings. 
Talk amongst yourselves. No more lies. Gentlemen. She she speaks a little bit in No More Lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the song with Dr. Dre where Dr. Dre is her boyfriend lying to her? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> the shoe kind of fit. <laughs> I mean, he's on the song <laughs> like it wasn't me. <laughs> right. But the shoe kind of fit. But I, I, did anybody watch her movie? The one with Suge and, and, and Su- Dr. Dre? Surviving Compton? No. Dr. Dre's another one. He His voice That's, is much oh, deeper. It's a, Surviving Compton was a fucking, it was a lifetime movie at that. I feel like that's the, the centipede, uh, human centipede of rap movies. And I don't want to see a movie about Michelle A. All right, Brandon, here you go. Here's Michelle A. And I try to That was a jam. That was catchy. That was was catchy. catchy. And the thing is, she was uh, she was running with Ruthless Records, so she was out there with Easy. She was on Death Row. No, she was on Ruthless. She was on Ruthless. She was on Ruthless with Easy. Mm -hmm. Huh. Doctor Dre produced that song too. Mm -hmm. And Jerry Heller. Mm -hmm. Is she the person that's singing "Before You Turn Off the Lights"? Is that her? I don't even know what song that is. Scarred. That's the that's the world class wrecking crew song. I don't believe so. It sounds like her. It might be. We don't know. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm gonna look it up. Give me one second. That's uh, an all time great song, by the way. The Doctor. Yeah, Michelle A. That's her. It is her. Yeah, it sounded like her. I, it's been a long time since. Yep, that's true. I I just saw that. Um, yeah, uh, that, I haven't heard that song. That was before Ruthless Records. She yes. was rocking with Dre. That was, that was before, that was before Dre's, uh, Gangster. Is yeah. before, before, before Cube started writing all his raps. Cause yeah. you know, Dre, Dre don't write nothing. <laughs> and the worst, the, the worst thing about Dre is like, you can typically hear who wrote the song. Yep. Because he raps like them, like they did the reference track, and he did the reference track exactly the way that they did it. Um, with the exception, with the exception of um, what you call it, the one that the 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 songs that Jay Z wrote, you can't tell. The Watcher, yeah, The Watcher, and um, the the song that they performed at the Super Bowl. Um, I can't think of the name of the song. Still Dre? Still Dre. Yeah. He <laughs> the fucking uh Snoop said they were trying to figure out what they were gonna do for the song. Dre called Dre called Jay-Z. Dre, Jay-Z wrote that whole fucking song in 15 minutes, did a reference track in both of their voices, so they knew exactly how to do it. This is where uh Easy E got the picture of Dr. Dre on real motherfucking on real Compton City G's video. Oh yeah. Real motherfucking G. I, I, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I like that song. And That's I like I like the fact that the, the, the game uh had a freestyle where he used that beat. 
Look at Dr. Dre in this picture. <laughs> I thought DJ Yellow was in this group. Where the fuck is he in this picture? In the background, as he should be. Um, it is. It is. It is uh, Dre and Yellow. Yellow was in the group. Yeah, I know. He was in the group. I just didn't see him on the picture. Oh, this must be Michelle A right here. Hey, baby, what's your name? Running the same old same. Excuse me, honey, but is your husband married? No more questions, no more games. Some people think I'm nice. Some people think I'm nasty. But if you really want to know, just ask me. I mean, but honestly, Michelle A's voice is the same way that, that British niggas get on the mic and sound nothing like they talk. Well, I, I watched a YouTube video about how uh british people don't sound british when they sing and it's and it was like they went into this really long explanation but really the um the act of singing and like using notes kind of negates your accent like you do like when you talk you're talking in a manner which you know you're, you're kind of speaking faster than usually what you're singing so, like, unless they're singing something pretty fast or, like, using their kind of singy, talky voice, um, you don't really know. But if I'm actually, like, singing notes, it doesn't, you know, it stretches the the, the notes out long enough for your accent not to come into play. All Did I you ever read I... how they broke up world-class wrecking crew? Was it with the wrecking ball? <laughs> Dr. Dre got arrested because he missed a court appearance. And he owed $166 in traffic violations. And so they gave him an arrest warrant. And Lonzo and the World Class Record Crew refused to, to bail him out. And so Easy E bailed him out. And so then he left and went and produced Easy's record. That's so fucking random. That's I mean, that's so how, how, that's how Pac went to death row. Yep. That's literally how Pac ended up on death row. Well, he, Snoop did. I mean, Sugar didn't bail him out. Sugar went to visit him in prison. He was in prison for a while. He didn't go bail and it's, him out. And it's also how is also very similar to how uh, Snoop got on to um, got in with Master P. No limit. Mm-hmm. They said Snoop Snoop owed so much money from being in excess and wasn't actually getting any money um, that. Master P made a deal and paid off the deal and got Snoop over there. And Snoop said that was the first, like being on No Limit and being taught by Master P was like the first time he had like a real bank account. That's when he went to Layla. Now that's when he did whoop, motherfucker, whoop, motherfucker. I bought that album. Well, yippee, yo, yippee, yeah. That was a horrible album. And the only. I only remember like one song. That was the one with Mia X. Um, I, at the time, I liked that song, but it, I think it might have been like me trying to justify my purchase. It was. It was. Because <laughs> that album was awful. I don't think it was awful. It just wasn't good. Did he, did, did, this new have, have any hits from, from his No Limit era? Yeah, yeah Layla. The, la- the Last Meal. <laughs> which is the last album he did for No Limit before he went and did started his own label, had a ton of hits. <clears throat> the 
The last meal was the one that he um, made where he, let me see, let me run down the list. Uh, he had a song with Timbaland, uh, Snoop Dogg, What's My Name, Part 2. You know, I'm a Timbaland fan, so I remember so, that shit. Exactly. Then he had um, Wrong Idea with him and Badass. That wasn't really a hit. It was a hit. I'm looking um, at the numbers on Spotify. It was a, it was a hit, and um, there are many, many marching bands that still play that song. Wrong Idea is a bop, my nigga. Look, Brandon, I'll, the just, homies do your I'll just go past the part where he's talking and go into the part where you're going to want to crip walk. I'm a yeah, I know this song. So they had that one. He had yeah, us. Yeah, I know I know there's a bunch of marching bands that still play that. Uh probably the biggest band is uh AT still plays that shit to this day. He had Stacey Adams. He had uh <laughs> No, that way. dude, that dude who sounded like he needed a lozenge. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga, why did you get that nigga to sing that shit? He sounded like his he sounded like he said he like, already had Nate Dog on Lay Low. <laughs> I know, but but he sounds like um fuck. I can't think of anybody's names right now. Uh the coach of the 76ers. John Lucas? The current coach of the 76ers. Oh, I can't help you. Doc Rivers. Um, Doc Rivers. He sounded like he got Doc Rivers to do it because you know Doc Rivers always sound like he horse. Like he sounded like he got Doc Rivers to sing that for him. He got Dr. Dre to come back to do four songs on that album. Well, because Dr. Dre knew that uh, Snoop was going to be leaving No Limit and is going to be making some real money on his own. So why not come through? I mean, but another question is, did he ask him to be on these other tracks with him? Well, Snoop went and did Chronic 2001 right after this. Yeah. When they were, I mean, I'm just wondering if there was a point in time where they weren't talking. Because during those, the last Dogfather and all that kind of stuff, I don't know if Dre was on any of those albums. It was a whole lot of mystical and 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 silk the shock and then, like look. and there was a lot of um um there was a lot of quick produced stuff on those albums too, right? Yep. Apparently he got an album this year. Oh yeah. Back on Death Row. He probably oh. I think he bought Death Row. Yeah, he he, yeah, he, he, he bought Death Row. And he took, to he, he, no, he took all the Death Row stuff off of streaming services so they can start their own service. Yeah, I just you want him with to, Nate, though. I just want him to pay um, whatever sample he needs to pay for. Will all my real G's please stand up and I'll be accounted for? You ever hear that one, Brandon? And if you don't give a fuck about a bitch. <laughs> then you're balling with the road. Yes. There was a there was um if what's what song there was a song from um from from Doggy Style that wasn't on the other presses. Is that the song? That was a, that's the song. Yeah, because I, I I remember because um you know I, my homeboy had a bootleg uh tape and it had an extra song up there and it was just like what happened to the other song? Man, that song is so. Snoop also has a song on his newest album. Oh no, it's called no, Crip Your Enthusiasm," which means nah, it's, it's the curb. The, Thank the you. song, the song, 
is uh, G's up, holds down. G's up, holds down. G's up, holds down. Will all the real G's please stand up and all be accounted for? Yeah. Oh, that's the same song. Okay. Yeah, he he even he, he says at the end of the first verse. Um, as a dip, while you groove into the G funk sound, some 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 G's up, yeah, been, goes down. Yeah. So it it said it was only included on the very first pressings of the album. It was omitted because the sample didn't clear. It did not clear at all. I was very disappointed. I was like, man, you better make this work. Make it happen, my nigga. But it never happened. Yeah. <sighs> Back to the one, two, three into the four. It's the S N O into the O. Hey, why am I so fly? I don't know, but why am I so high? It's that endo. <laughs> oh, man. So what's the sample? I don't know. Check it out. It's- what you call it? Um, uh, Isaac Hayes, Look of Love. Mm. So also, also like Rain on Me. Um, all of, uh, you know, and um, what's the other? What's the other song? The the Jay Z joint. Um, that sample, uh, Look of Love. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Look of Love. Um... After Donnie gets knocked the live? fuck out. Can I live? That's a great song, too. It's a yep. really good song. Um, after Donnie gets knocked the fuck out, Jason panicked and left him lying on the floor, which is not going to get you brownie points with Allison, fam. You're not going to be able to kiss her anymore. So Delphine tries to convince Kasima to stay, pointing that outside of the dyad, she's just another subject, and anyone could be a spy. And she's, of course, talking about Shay. And Kasima yeah. replies that if Delphine's not going to be with her, then you should just let me go. And it's like, nigga, what? She didn't make this decision. You did. Don't be like that. And so, uh, meanwhile, Scott brings Rachel over to Miss S's house, and Rachel starts translating more of the book. And back at Dyad at the same time, Kasima tells Delphine about her near-death experience. And Kasima tells her that she could have just slipped away that day, but I came back for you. And this resonates with Delphine, and she kisses Kasima, and Kasima pushes her off like, what the fuck? Like, yo, y'all just had a moment, and you're ruining it, but at least you're, you know, you're not treating it like Allison treated Jason's kiss. She literally pushed away from it immediately. Um, Rachel translates a little bit of the book. In London town, we all fell down and cast Wolf from Slender. Find the first, the beast, the curse. The original has a number. You know the number, Scar, off the top of your head? I do not. H46239. And just then, Dr. Nealon shows up with a tactical team to take Rachel away, and he snatches the book from Rachel, telling them that Delphine knew that they must have made a copy of the book. Suddenly, Rachel fell the fuck out the chair and had a seizure. (laughs) Rachel can act. Right? (laughs) Kasima <laughs> can't Rachel can't all she had to do was close her eye and twitch 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 I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry that, uh, that does not mean anything why is Rachel working with Topside I don't understand she's not Neelan works for her remember only her Neelan came in at the time because she called him 
Neelan came into the story because she called him when she was going to take Kira. Yeah, but Neelan works for Topside. Mm, yeah, but he but he really works for her. Like I think we've pretty much gotten this um, squared away from everything that Neelan's been yeah, doing. Yeah, but wasn't the Topside woman there? That's who we were talking to on the phone, right? Which mean who was talking to on the phone? Neil, he called Delphine. talking to Rachel and saying everything's cool. And then he pat and then Rachel gave the phone to the woman. I, I thought that was the woman from Topside. Oh, that that woman that speaks and you don't see her face? Yeah. Okay, I can't say anything. Even though okay. do not read IMDB because they spoil it. Thank you. Do not read the character names on IMDb at all. So, Neelan takes Rachel back to the dyad and gives Delphine the copy of the book. But Delphine's mad because Rachel or Neelan assured her that Rachel could handle the move. Then Neelan takes Rachel into surgery, and as the elevator closes, Rachel opens her eyes. Her eye. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. And and Neelan and her share half a look because again, one eye. Is it her left eye? No, it's right. Okay. Later. But but left eye wore the condom over her left eye. Ah, what about your friends? Indeed. So later, I wonder if she's honoring left eye. Later, Neelan informs Delphine that the stress is too much for uh, Rachel and she suffered an intracranial bleed bleed not breed bleed so they had to induce her into a coma to control the swelling but she may never recover (laughs) (laughs) it's like yo why the fuck didn't you go see about this shit yourself Mm -hmm. like i get it you mad you mad at your girl she did some she did some fuck shit again i get it but like yo your priority should be trying to figure the fuck Rachel out. Like you need to figure her out and you need to make sure that whatever happened to her is what actually happened to her. This shoots on the ball. Delphine mad mad. So she meets with Kasima and Scott and Kasima tried to explain to Delphine that we didn't give you the book because we didn't want Topside to get a hold of it. And Delphine's like, it would have been safer with me. You dumb motherfuckers. Yep. The copy secure, but now it's useless because you killed the only motherfucker that can read it. You doofus. You know what? It's cool, though, Kasima. You you tendered your resignation. I accept it. And Scott, I accept yours, too. But I didn't even resign. Shut the fuck up, Scott. <laughs> yes, the fuck you did. <laughs> That's collateral damage. He ain't do shit. <laughs> Scott, look at my fist. <laughs> you resigned, Scott right? just loyal. That's all. Scott ain't loyal to nobody. He's loyal to Kasima because he likes lesbians. Then then he should also be loyal to Delphine. And he's also helping out Rachel. So he likes lesbians. Delphine's bi. He don't like bi people. He likes lesbians. He likes lesbians. Did you say that twice? You didn't think we heard it the first time? No. I'm, I'm, he's, he says it twice in the bit. What's the bit? The the thing where um where uh Dave Chappelle on the show had the white no, girl stop. sing sing the 
he's this is from the show. Oh, okay, go ahead. From Chappelle's show where he brought in the white girl to sing stuff that he wrote down. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he has her say it twice. He was like, "No, nigga, I really like lesbians." Like, <laughs> and the woman just repeats them. She was, but she was doing it like a singy, like folky yeah. white girl voice. Yeah, that he was, was like, "I, I can, do remember that." He was like, "I can, <laughs> I can say anything I want to, as long as I have a pretty white girl singing." And that's that was the bit. It's also true. Um, before they leave out, Delphine is like, "Here, Kasima, I've." I have a file. Well, she doesn't even say it. She just throws a file at her, and it's a file on Shay. At Miss S's house, Felix, Sarah, and Miss S realize they need to go to London to solve the code. Um, meanwhile, Dr. Neelan gets on the Pretty much. Meanwhile, Neelan gets on the phone with Rachel, and it's revealed that You Neelan's- don't know how right you are about the G-code. Juvenile is one of my favorite rappers. I know about the G-code. Now it's another word that begins with G. Okay. It's it's revealed that Neelan switched out Rachel for Crystal, which we already knew. And so it's actually Crystal that's in the induced coma and Rachel's getting surgery for a a prosthetic eye. I I hope this is not the last we see of Crystal. I hope she's part of the story going forward. Uh, and, she comes back. Is she comes back a couple of times? And a okay, nurse good. hands the phone over to an unseen woman, and Neelan tells her that Rachel is now her responsibility. And that's the end. We only saw Tony once. Never again. <laughs> he just gone. <laughs> Never again. But when when Crystal comes back, especially towards the end, it's fucking hilarious. I'll just say worth that. it. It's fucking worth it. Hilarious. So worth it. Um, I, I, I didn't hate the episode, but I know it's a bridge to what comes next. Uh, I I know it's a bridge to what comes next. So it wasn't the greatest episode, but some, you had, there's a lot that got set up here. Um, especially going to London and all of that stuff. Like it's, oh yeah, we only saw one of the kids again. We didn't see the little boy playing with. We never seen Oscar. Yeah. We, yeah. We only saw Gemma. Oscar's like Judy Winslow. He went upstairs and never came back. And came back doing porn. I know that, but at the same time, I didn't need to be reminded of it. Oh, I watched it. She was all right. I didn't watch it. She was not. She, it, was, it was all right. It was, you know, I gave her a courtesy jerk. Kind of the same thing I did for China. Somewhere in this world, there is someone who bought a Best of the Silk the Shaka CD in 2005. Nigga, why does that exist? Right? Silk the Shaka. Say it. Got some hits. Say it. Silk, Silk the Shaka got hits, but none of the hits are him by himself. It's always featuring Mystical or someone else. He has no, he has no actual hits by himself. Silk the Shaka can't rap. And I know I said that about Magoo, but I will give Magoo a lot more respect than I give Silk the Shocker. Silk the Shocker is literally that woman singing when the Saints come marching in on I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Silk the Shocker has two platinum albums. Does not mean a thing. Yeah. Two albums that hit number one. 
Yeah, so. because because of the because of the hits on those albums, but the hits on those albums are all features <laughs> with, with other people. By like, the way, his last album was in 2018. Jeez. Well, I was he had an album three years ago, four years ago. <laughs> ain't got nothing else to do. Then like you going on tour. Why does he spell silk with two K's? I don't understand that. I never got that part. It ain't my fault it was really made hot by Mr. Okay. I told you. All of his hits feature someone else. Usually Mr. It ain't my fault. Show. So we told the show this shit. We can't stop now, bitch. We can't stop. It ain't my fault. It's so basic. I might not break out the day, but I smoke it under. This was made hot by Mystical. Look, look, nigga. I thought it was Mystical song, to be honest with you, because Mystical opened up the fucking album. I thought it was his song from Cali. And it's him on the hook. It's 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 mystical on the hook. It's mystical doing the first verse. The song is only three minutes and 19 seconds long. I'm going to a minute and 27. Stop, stop, bitch. We can't stop. Ain't my we can't stop. So bitch, don't try. Ain't my we too soft. Oh, we don't die. Ain't my we don't die. We don't die. Niggas want to start shit. Let it know they can't finish. By far, niggas want to go to war, but they know when they ain't winning. Like a so the shocker a hard time. He's not he listening does, to what he's he, doing. He has no he has no idea how to ride a beat. Like he has <laughs> no like he's I mean the only person worse than him is that blue, blue face, baby. Blue face, yeah, blue face. That dude is the worst. He like is he's the, the worst on purpose. Yeah, that dude is the worst. Like, I still say that joke. That, where, that nigga where was it, horrible on purpose. Like, like <laughs> Silk is just he, he's unable. <laughs> that that joke where they said someone calls Blueface and say, hey, "I just finished the beat. Um, I'm gonna send it over to you." <laughs> Blueface is like, "The song's finished." The fuck you mean you ain't got a beat? Like it didn't matter. Fuck it. Silk the Shocker was also in a movie where he plays Stokely Carmichael. Yeah, I never want to see that. Why? I would never want to see that. I never seen <laughs> I never seen any of those uh no limit movies. I think the only one well no, I, I did watch Foolish. I think I saw half I saw I, half of I got the hookup. I, I saw Foolish and I, Foolish was probably the, the most biggest but that wasn't like, them really. That was Bass. Eddie Griffin. I got the hookup. We were going. I was going to do that on hindsight. I remember that. Oh movie. yeah. So Brandon, speaking of hindsight, I think that with us going into the second season, we'll change up the format in that we won't have months for things. We'll just pick movies off that list and go back and forth. So I'll choose one. You choose one. And we'll go back and forth. Okay. But what do we want to do a trilogy? Wait, wait, Silk the Shocker was. And we'll in do it. I mean, for a trilogy, yeah, that's obvious. Silk okay. the Shocker was in White Chicks. I don't remember him being in White Chicks. He played himself. I'm, I'm with that, Rashani. I like that. Yeah. I do want to do the Alien movies at some point. And I do want to do the Back to the Future movies. I've never seen them. You know, Silk the Shocker played in Undisputed. The fuck is Undisputed? The movie about boxers and jail. The Ving Rhames like movie? That. Yes. The prison movie? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. He was in that. Sure. Underwood was in. I got the hookup. Apparently, he played in Honey also, but he was himself there. You know what? Silk the Shocker ruined. Didn't ruin, but he took Masterpiece's best song ever and ruined Make him it. say, uh? That one, too. 
But no, I'm talking about the song where they literally explain to you step by step how to make dope. Masterpiece best song ever is Bout It Bout It Part Two with with uh, Cameron and J- Jim Jones. I feel like that's not true. That's think, his best song ever. I think I think Nigga saying oh, it's mine. Uh, my favorite. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's his best song, but that's my favorite. You know what? I can't put any songs where Silk is on there talking for more than 13 seconds. Which is why Ghetto Dope is such a great song because the first verse is the best verse and so I could just skip past the rest of the song after that. For a while there, Silk's whole thing was doing ad-libs. So Master P did a song called We Bout That. And the chorus was Bentley's and Hummer's Little Daddy, We Bout That. And Silk was in the background making sound effects like vroom, vroom. That's what Silk should do. He should Silk be a voiceover artist. Y'all just hating. That's all. Y'all just hating. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, y'all we see his talent. Yeah, we see his talent. Brandon, it's like you, you hate on Magoo. Up? You ain't never listened to sardines and pork and beans, but hating on Magoo. I have listened to sardines and pork and beans. It's go-go. No. Timberland and Magoo version of it. It's called When the Clock Strikes. Clock Strikes. Uh, Clock strikes. It's the one with the it's the one with the night rider sample. And then Buster Rounds put it, Magoo. And then Buster Rounds put out a song right after they did what a night rider sample too. What y'all want? Fire it up. Now that was a great ass song. Fire Clock up. Strikes is a dope song. Was it though? Scar my line. I I am a Timberland fan. So like I cannot be trusted with <laughs> like I, you can't trust me. Like, I like I like ninety nine percent of it. Like so I I actually bought Tim's bio. I actually bought like I actually have the actual disc for those Timberland and Magoo albums. Welcome to our world. All that shit. I actually have the actual disc. Um, so like I can't be trusted when it comes to this. Play it, Rashani, since you ever heard it. Play it. Play Clock Strikes. Uh, Timberland and Magoo. It's just it's just Night Rider with some extra with some extra drums. Okay. Magoo got a good rap voice. This ain't it. This is Clock Strikes. No, that's not it at all. That is not Clock Strikes. (laughs) This is Clock Strikes. Unless they, which happens all the time on Spotify, they might have fucked up the track listings. But that's Clock Strikes. That's it. The the remix. Oh, it's the remix? Okay. Which means this is the original. Y'all have never heard it. No, I've heard that before. I know that song. It does. I told you. They they rap so similarly to each other. And like every time I say that, people think that I'm crazy. And I was like, if Missy said the exact same thing that Magoo said, y'all would be like, yeah, Missy. Like, get the fuck out of here. They rap the same. Yeah, I give Scott credit there. This is a great sample. Timberland is really talented. 
actually Danger Hands is the really the most talented person out of that, but we don't talk about Danger Like OJ, this Maggie new for real, you must pay. Listen to the way my rap, no delay. Cause one more name of play, I'ma call the play. Back up the bus with Rosa Park. Too much to say, watch my remarks. Stop the VA, looks up the Philly. Y'all be killing me for real, oh, the really. Recognize the P when you see he Sport the Kango when N-I-K-E Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat You feel the voice, make your Gucci wet Came to the crowd, heard the brother booing Said real low, hey, what you doing? Don't you know I've been rapping on tracks Since back in the days when takes was eight track Relax and jump to it like Duran Duran Like his book, we still get a tan Over to your girl, hey, what's your number? You and your crew must be dumb and dumber Timberland I'm just, I'm just mad. Give him, give him credit, Rashani. I'm, I, I can't. Give him credit. The beat was got hard. an agenda at this point. No, I don't. The beat was was. If you can't hard. give him credit. You have to give me credit for pointing out the fact that they rap just the same. Yes, I will do that. Buster oh, ah, ah. Rhymes stole from him. Shameful. But this shit happens in movies all the fucking time. Like, fucking <laughs> Armageddon and Deep Impact. They do shit like this all the time. Street kids, the brother, your mama, frequent. Put y'all people on if y'all know how to keep a secret. When I get money, you know I like to keep it. How I get money, others are trying to keep it. Flip mode, be winners you want to form a team with. The big money figures, the ones that plot the scheme with. The brothers that be used to getting money frequent. The ones I would always measure my triple beans with. Until they start taking my people to the precinct. That's all back in the day. It's almost the same exact beat. He just turned the trouble up, so. And he just did a better job rapping over it. I think I think uh, Timberland his I mean of course his snare uh, is lot it, it it cracks I mean I, I know you drum drum stuff um, I I prefer of course I prefer Timberland's but it is a little bit slower um, when but Buster Rhymes of course is the much better rapper than any of them including Did you see they're doing uh UGK versus 8 Ball MJG on versus Yeah, it's like in like 2 days. Like what y'all need to get time about to that. prepare for that shit. Like but like I mean it's kind of weird because like both of them are going to be there but like both of them are not going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know man, no Pimp C. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, really, let's be honest. You can you can have there's two people that are that are that people know that can fill in and they both are basically doing their best Pimp C impression. That's Big Crit and Megan Thee Stallion. Both of them are basically doing their their, their Megan Thee Stallion. You never I you know what I never thought about that, but yes, I can totally see her. <laughs> Yeah, doing a big pimp C impression. Pimp C is her fucking spirit animal. Like, yes, I ne- I never thought about that till just now. Yeah, and then fucking she made a whole fucking song off of one small part that he said in in the sipping on some scissor. Um, she made a song called Big Drink, and that whole song is based off of the way Pimp C said a couple of lines in sipping on some scissor. Like the whole song, Megan Thee Stallion is Pimp C. The female version. That is why I never thought about that, but it makes so much sense. And big, big, <laughs> big crit, especially early crit, uh, was very Pimp C influenced. Very. I don't know how they gonna play "Use Me Up" without Pimp C. He sang the whole song. Bun B don't even say shit in the song. 
Yeah, I there's a there's a song my uh my favorite UGK song. I don't think they're gonna play it, but it has the weirdest beat. Like when the when the fucking sample kicks in, the sample kicks in first before the song actually kicks in, and you're just like, how the fuck are they gonna turn this into a song? And then it just fucking works. It's called Swishers and Doja. Like yo, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you hear that when the song starts, you're like, how the fuck do they turn this into a song? Um. And there's a there's a uh, there's a three six mafia song that's like that too. Um, was it is is um, is it called make me make me make me say it or something like that? Fuck. Um, yeah, but it's another song where the where the song starts and it's the sample, and you're like, how the fuck do they turn this into a song? And then all of a sudden the song starts and you're like, holy fuck, they made that work. I can't believe Pimp C died of scissor. Why not? It's literally. I mean, oh, it's the song. The song I'm talking about is called "It's Called Ghetto Chick." Make me say uh, is make me say it again. Is the sample from the Isaac Brothers, which is also the Crossroads sample. It's literally coding. So, Renny, you got anything coming up? Yeah, I'm doing a new show with uh, Old Man Wade called BBN. Big black, black niggas. No, that would <laughs> no bald black nerds. Oh, so I can be on. You can be on, but I'm not bald. You are bald. Damn it. So yeah, check that out. The first episode came out recently. Okay. Scar, you got anything? Nope. I'm straight. All right. Leave review on Spotify. Uh, you can also leave a review on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, and on the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast, or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast, or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Just a tip. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brand is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. Y'all probably find me best under uh, Ratchet Book Club. And the show is RTO podcasts with no underscore we also have a t-shirt and a sweatshirt i bought one appreciate you hey can i buy shit from you before you before you close out the show can i talk about something do we have enough time of course we do okay so i watch a ton of youtube right Mm -hmm. and i ran across this really disturbing trend and there's a lot of these videos people who do reaction channels right and they do like movie reactions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um there are a bunch of people who have done reactions to the ending battle of eight mile without having seen the movie and it makes no fucking sense to me because most of those battles have something to do with the rest of the movie and like, and then the idea that they cut out, they, they go straight to the battles and they cut out everything that happened in between. So when Cheddar Bob goes to him, like, well, what are you going to do? Because they're just going to keep talking about the same shit. And then that's when he gets the idea to, to diss himself in order so that, so that Papa Doc can't like all of that is cut out. 
So like people are just reacting to those ending battles without knowing anything about the fucking movie. And I find that shit to be just fucking bonkers. You have no idea what the fuck's going on here. It's just people rapping to you. But like these people are bringing up shit that happened in the fucking movie. Go watch the fucking movie. Yeah, they're just dude. reacting to the rapping. If I turn on a rap it's, song. It's, a, it's, a, it's I, the best raps in the entire fucking movie. Yes, but like all almost every rap has something to do with something that happened in the movie. And like so like when they're so like there's a bunch like these people who didn't watch the movie they they are missing the references that make the raps no, make more sense. I didn't but, sell drugs, but I understood what Jay-Z was talking about. No, it's just I I just you know when, like when, when he says I shot you with Papa Dot's handgun. Yeah, and like all of this other stuff, like that that they keep saying, like it's in every one of the raps, like in, including Eminem's at the end, where he kind of sums up everything that's happened in the movie. But he and, is white. He is a fucking bum. He does live in a trailer with his mom. His boy Future. I don't know how he didn't fight him for that. Right. Him and Tom, but. Yeah, because he's like bobbing it, and then he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> but they just showed him like really quickly. He's just, "What the fuck?" I don't know how the fuck he got to Uncle Tom, but okay. Um, mm-hmm. but and then and then he talks about Cheddar Bob shooting himself and all of this kind of stuff. But like, all of those are references to the movie that they didn't watch, and I find this to be fucking bonkers. And these videos have thousands upon thousands of views, and I find this shit to be crazy. That's why you got to get on YouTube, Scar. Get that YouTube money. No, thank you. Y'all are too talented not to be getting that money. Yeah, Scar. Y'all too talented. You too. You're the the talented one. I'm just. Oh, no, I am. I'm just trying to big you up. Both of y'all. Nice. He's the talented one. Let's be honest. Rashawn is the talented one. And he's the more and he's the more likable one. So, like, if anybody's going to blow from a fucking YouTube channel, it's Rashani. It's not me. But because the, pro- the thing people is, it's not about being likable. But people, people, I don't, I don't even have haters. Like, that's the worst part about this. Thing. I don't even have, <laughs> no one, no one cares enough about me to hate me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one cares enough about me to hate me, and that that drives me crazy every fucking day. It's like I want to be hated. Like, fuck, man. This shit sucks. I want to be. I want. I want to be on someone's list of like, man. I just don't like that nigga. Like, that says a lot about yourself. But even even if it's someone like don't like me or like block me or something like that, like I want. I want to hear somebody say it. Like you know what I mean. Like I really don't fucking like that nigga. Yo. I like you. It's, it's you know I really like you too, but you don't count. I mean well, we didn't like each other. we didn't like each other initially. Yeah, but, I wanted to fight him. Yeah, we we absolutely did not like each other initially. It, and that and that went both ways. Yeah, I was a jerk, but he was a bigger jerk. Yep. <laughs> um, thank y'all so much. I'm a for jerk listening. too. Shut up, Brandon. You are not. Brandon is just stoic. A stoic Dirt. sweetie. Hey, but I am going to tell you that that um, collar that you got for uh, coffee did make her look like a boy dog. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. And you should know that. She looks gorgeous. Wait, your, dog, your dog's named Coffee? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your dog's brown. Yes. Okay. See? See? Coffee with a Y, though. Like Pam Greer. Okay. That's where Does I got the name from. Do, do, do Coffee with a Y got the things like Pam Greer? God damn it. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to hot you later. Peace. Rashani didn't know about Pam Greer's things before I, I enlightened him. Pam Greer got them things. Even even in her older boy, when she was when she was Amanda Waller in the in the CW uh TV shows, and when she was uh uh what was it? What was the um the Tarantino movie? Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, she got them things, bro. Old Pam Greer can still get it. Well, I'm certain she could, because she's Pam Greer. I mean, you just, I mean, you probably have to, you probably have to that pussy real quick so not some of that dust off. I strongly doubt it. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty sure God her and Eartha Kitt could get it. <laughs> is Eartha Kitt still around? I don't think she is anymore, but I think that in her I old think she age, just be passed somebody, like a couple years ago. There's somebody out there. Remember, Jay wanted to break Betty White's hip when she was like 86, dog. Yep. So. Uh, uh, she, uh, Eartha Kid died in 2008. So there's people out there who will find a way. There's people yeah. who got things for older women. Dolly Parton, 76. She don't even Dolly look Parton got, Dolly Parton got too much. Like, that's that's too much. I can't. Dolly Parton, you know what? No, she's not. Annette, I just, Annette Benning is probably the, the most graceful looking old white woman. I think I think if, if I was ever with Dolly Parton, I'd just kind of stick my face in there and just die. Like, fuck it. We this if this is how we got to go out. This is how we going out today. She's also like a super nice person. She is <laughs> like like super nice and woke. Yes, very. very much so. Because I mean, I don't know too many people are gonna walk up to Jolene and be like, "Please don't take my man." I'm not even writing that in the song. I can't write. Please don't take my man. In a song. I mean, I mean, woman to woman, the black version of Jolene. So, like, I ain't like, right. I ain't right. Instead, instead of going off, I'm going to call you and try to have a conversation about this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, that's woman to woman is basically the black version of Jolene. Yeah, but I'm. All right, y'all. Again, thanks for listening. Y'all be good. We're going to holler to you later. Peace. Peace out.
The theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know about now, then you slip. 